Hello, my fine listener. How are you today? This is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from the Florida Keys, Key Largo in particular. How are you today? Are you in a good mood? Are you bored? Do you have something to do? You know what? I have something for you to do. And I noticed this problem happening a lot with just, it's human nature, but this is something I recognize in myself. I don't know if you have the same issue. What happened, the issue is, a lot of times when you do the same thing over and over, whether you eat the same routine we have, and some of the routines are very successful, getting up, brushing teeth, shaving, showering, getting ready, going someplace, going to the gym. Routines are good, a good thing to have. At work, at home, with your family, having a routine is a good thing. But the, another on the flip side, a bad thing about a routine is that your expectations are the same. You're going to say, you're going to have the same experiences, the same things going on. We have a tendency of getting bored. Who wants to be bored all the time, right? So how do you alleviate that? How do you alleviate boredom when you have a routine? How do, I mean, I, I think people with OCD or really the people that really need patterns in day to day, they, they gain solace and comfort from doing the same thing over and over. Getting up, going to church, going up and go to, you know, going to the gym, doing the same exercises, this and that. But we've all heard the old adage, variety is a spice of life. So it's not necessarily, I'm going to talk about one aspect now and another one later. I mean, the easiest one to change up a routine is do something different. Instead of waking up in the morning, making the coffee, make yourself some tea, have something a little different, change your order of getting ready, maybe. That's a little you know, minor thing. If you're not used to talking, try to be a little pleasant. If you're a quiet person in the morning, try to use language that is strong, powerful, optimistic. That's with the people around you. Or use it with yourself. Say something nice about yourself when you wake up. You know, it's just one of those things that break that routine. But... Another thing is when you go into work, I'm going to tell you something that works for me. Now, for me to change up things at work, I try to be off the cuff. And some people, they call me an asshole. You know, I have some of the regulars call me an asshole. Here's one. You're an asshole! Okay, yeah. Yeah, sometimes I'm an asshole. But I do things to entertain myself. I try to be off the cuff. I try to be spontaneous. I use the conversation, let it take the conversation, take us to, to where it's going to go. Yeah, conversations going around me and things like that. And I think I feel in, I'm one of those entitled pricks, I think. Because when a conversation is taking place and it's loud enough for me to hear, I assume I'm in the conversation. Okay? It's my bar, my conversation. As long as it's not too personal. 
you know, if someone's talking about a friend or family member or something like that, I'm going to stay out. But if it's something inclusive, I may get involved in it. It doesn't always work. Sometimes people tell you to butt out. But then again, if they are having a private conversation, a lot of time, the best time is not to do it right at the bar, right? I'm watching Sopranos, right? you know, right now. I mean, in the vicinity before I, you know, I unwind before I go to work. And I don't think they'd appreciate you. People like that would not appreciate you overhearing their conversations and, and taking note into it. They could get a little pissed off. But then again, if you're going to have a conversation, you're not going to do it. A private conversation, pretty much not going to do it at, at a bar. Right? You might as well do it with a megaphone or a PA system at a supermarket. Because everyone's going to hear about it. Everyone hears about it. When I say hear about it, I'm not going to, I'm not much of a, uh, a gossip. But you're talking at a bar, so everyone hears it there. It's a broadcast medium. Yeah. A bar is a broadcast medium. Much like podcasting, the radio, television, social media. Yeah. When you say things there, don't expect it to be private. But, 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 I digress. When I, a lot of times in my particular job, you could get used to regulars ordering the same thing and saying the same thing. And talking about the same problems. And asking you about your, the same things they always ask you. How's the family? How's this? How's that? How's work? What's the crowd like? And you can take it all from a different perspective. I'm not saying be a total jerk off or wise ass. But, you know, try to be humorous. Also, you could concentrate instead of, if someone comes in and you think for some reason, boy, this person annoys me a lot. Try to find something nice about that person. Focus on something you like about that person, and there is something. There's always something for someone. Remember, people that come to the bar, they want to be accepted and included in the group. Usually, people that frequent your bar, they kind of like you, right? Because if they didn't, they wouldn't go there. That would be a big impediment. So already you have a clue into it. They kind of enjoy your company because you're there and they enjoy the other people that are theirs company. So there has to be a value to that. So I always look at it. I look at the way, way they dress, the way they read, the way, way I'll, I'll study something about them. Not intently. I know many times I got a need to listen. I need to listen to people when they come up. And if someone says something that is, let's say, said because they're trying to have their attitudes uplifted, uplift their attitude. Tell them how much important they are when they come in. Do something different. Say, I am really happy to see you today. Do that to a carmudgeon, even if they go, uh, like that. They'll appreciate that. You could be, you could be the bright point of their, someone's day. How about that? Endeavor to be the bright point of someone's day. And, you know, you got to be careful about what you say to people. If you tell them, you know, how good they look or anything like that, they could take it the wrong way. They could take it on, take it as a come on. So keep yourself. And that's one particular thing. And that's what I do there. Now, when it comes to spin, 
my fitness job I have, I'm a spin instructor, I used to make all these playlists. And it was called, uh, I would call them different names on the playlist. I'm saying this is a recovery. This is an interval. This is a training day or recovery day or a lot of climbs. And it, these are profiles I build for, and it's all this music. And it would be for a 40-minute class, it could be anywhere from uh, 13 to, to 16 songs on it. And I would, you know, preset what kind of movements there are and things like that. And I noticed I was using the same playlist over and over because I liked the music better and some of the music I didn't like as much. And then after a while, I said, you know what would change this up? I just broke up all my playlist and I broke the music into the different styles. Like I'll put in music for climbs, for intervals, for sprints, for jumps, all these different movements we do in spin. It doesn't really matter what they are in particular, but what I did is I broke it up. Now, every time I do a spin class, I'm picking the music as we're going. I know in my head when I start doing it, I want to do a little warm-up. I want to do some moderation and bring it up. Now, after that point, I don't know what's music. I don't know three or four uh, or two songs ahead what I'm going to be doing. But I've been doing it long enough that I know I can just pick something. I say, I'm looking at the people. I say, that was particularly hard. Maybe I throw in one-minute recovery. It's just moderate workout at that time. And I'll try to do different language in the beginning when I say language it's always English I mean I'm trying to learn a little Polish I'm going to talk about the over the last 10 minutes of show I'll talk about um, the prospects of a Polish trip which are looking much better actually I have a clear-cut answer right now but that's exciting too that's a change up to my routine but with the spin class I may say hey listen I want to talk about Today, when I start about people pushing the envelope, where, where they are in their workout, where they want to be in a workout, what their goals are, and things like that, and how to maximize it. Recently, I had a bunch of friends show up from work for the spin class, and three of them, or two of them, much, three, three people showed up, but two of them never really spun before. So I told them, I said, listen, the first couple classes, it's not necessarily for you to mimic or try to do what the other people are doing. What I want you to do is get a feel for the equipment and get more comfortable with it. And as you get comfortable, then you focus on your form and your workout. Do not destroy your body yet. You never want to destroy your body. But what you actually, you want to challenge it when you're ready to challenge it. You don't jump in with both legs, at least particularly in most exercises. When you start doing... The first day you do sit-ups isn't the day you do 500 sit-ups. You build up, right? You want to maximize your workout, do all these things. And that's what I do. I tell them I change it up. I try something else. I'll focus on form one day. I say, listen, this is really important. And I said, the reason form is important because it maximizes your workout. It, it focuses on the area of the body that you want to concentrate on. And that's good for life, really, isn't it? Not just I'm talking about form 
and posture and all those things. But I'm talking about focusing on your state of being at any time, whether it's workout, whether you're at your work, whether it could be a bar, or you work in an office environment, or you could be a lawyer, you could be a law enforcement. You could focus on different things. You always have to keep, obviously, in the front of your perspective, your prime perspective is your goal for that day. What, what are you, if you're an accountant, your goal for today is to settle the books for the, of someone in particular or to do some kind of project or an attorney, you got to, you know, you have to go review a contract. But there's other things you can do while you're doing that. Okay, you still got to keep in mind what's your primary job, but you can always take it from a different angle. And that's the part of changing up the routine. It's the way you greet your family, the way you greet your friends and things like that. Every day doesn't have to be the same. If you ever saw the movie Total Recall, and I'm talking about the original one because I, I watched the original one several times and I watched the remake with um, Colin Farrell, I think it's Colin Farrell, the Irish actor. Uh, but when... The main character, who was Arnold Schwarzenegger, went to Total Recall, which was a kind of a place where you'd actually go into a place and you'd have memories of a vacation implanted in your mind. And the way they pitched it, and it says, what's the same thing, the guy who's running it, what's the same thing about every vacation you've ever taken? And he said... The answer was, you. You're the same thing. You always take yourself. Now, I'd have to disagree with that guy because life and you as a person is never the same from day to day. Life is a river. You never step through the same, you never step through the same river two times. Because, you know, the water's moving along. There's different things in it. It's always moving. Like time. So, but what they're suggesting in Total Recall is like, you change the, you know, you change the person that you are. And we see those as a big theme in movies. We have a regular family, a couple, a boring middle-class couple meets these amazing uh, adventures. You know, they go to the city for dinner. I think that was one thing of date night or the out-of-towners or in-laws. It's where ordinary people are put into extraordinary circumstances and it changes their life it changes their perspective now you don't have to go out and pretend that you're a, a secret agent because secret agents are really aren't secret agents if you think about it remember that there was a fucking chinese lady that tried to get in mar-a-lago and she had all these electronic devices with her and she was going to probably slip them in there or do something and and try to compromise security on in the president at that, at that time's phones and some of the support phones of the people around him. I guess, I don't know what. But I'm just saying, you can take things as a di different perspective. When you, go on, when you go on a vacation, when you go on to work, say, well, how would a happy and content person behave? How would someone that's happy with their life behave at this moment when they're heading into work? 
Would they look at them when they greet the people? Would they not greet someone when they're heading into work? Would they not greet them with cynicism? They greet them with optimism. Because these people are coming into their place of work and they're looking for a good time, a good meal. Now, there's sometimes, obviously, it's not going to work with everyone. Because some people aren't out to have a good time. You know those people, right? That's not your problem. You can always, every time you do it. I ran into a couple people and I do it with uh, first time meetings with people and, and things are less formal. You don't hit it off right. Let's say you don't hit it off right with someone. And it happens with guys and girls, I imagine, but I've never done it. But it happens with guys and girls. You can go up there and say, listen, I'm sorry. I don't know if... Uh, what I might have said, but I'm, I'm sorry if I did anything to make you unhappy or uncomfortable. Uncomfortable is probably better. I'm sorry if I did anything to make you uncomfortable. That's where you quit. My name's Jim. Your name is so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. And then you start all over. I'm glad you're here and I hope I can help you. There we go. I just signaled, re-signaled my intent. It says my purpose here is to make sure that you're happy. Now, if the person isn't a total dickwad, they'll accept that. And they'll say, you know what? That's my goal is to be happy too. Sometimes it isn't. Sometimes there is. And you can't help that. They can't, you can't make everybody happy. It's an impossibility. God couldn't make everyone happy. If you, you, know, if you read the Bible, right? Uriel. Is it Uriel? Or whoever... Not Uriel. Uriel was a good one. But whoever was Beelzebub, the highest angel, the God's closest, you know, closest angel to him. He wa- he wasn't happy. He wasn't happy, and he said, "Better better to rule in hell than to serve in heaven." So yeah, I I don't think I think it's more of a like a split in a franchise. You know, like <clears throat> someone had worked for McDonald's and they said, well, you know what? We should do flame broil burgers. And they became Burger King. I think it's more like that. <laughs> Don't tell my family and stuff that I think uh, hell is the Burger King to the heavens McDonald's. But there you have it. So anytime, anytime you do something and you, I was feeling uh, until recently, my girls have gone to Poland and it's, how long has it been? Over three weeks. And they got another four weeks to go. Right. And I'm thinking, wow. And I was feeling resentful. I was feeling unhappy. And I said, you know, it's a lot, it's a pain in the ass. I, I, I shouldn't go because it's going to be, in a, a, you know, I have to get my, someone to watch my dog and do all these things. And, and even though I had set up my, my neighbor and some friends to keep an eye on my dog, and uh, I worried about, I was anthropomorphizing what my dog will think if I'm not here. That I'm actually talking right next to my dog. My dog has no idea that I just bought tickets. That's what I did to change the thing. I was looking up the uh, airplane rates and I noticed that the tickets prices were real low and my 
uh, wife, Abby, who's over in Poland, spoke to a, uh, a young lady who's friends with the family. Her family's friends with our family over in Poland. Well, they're friends here, too, but, I mean, they live in Poland. And one of their daughters, who's in her 20s, is a flight attendant. And she was talking to people in their customs and border control department. And they said, we could, I could come there. And I noticed the price was right in line. It didn't go up real high. It just dropped. I went and I got the ticket. I went and grabbed the ticket today. And you know what? That changed my attitude directly. Because I had in my concept that I was going to stay here. I wasn't really going to enjoy myself. I was stewing in everyday thing I needed to do. You know, I have to do the lawn. I have to do this. I have to do that. I got to feed the birds. I got to go to work. I got to do my uh, notary thing. Tomorrow, I'm going to be conducting a wedding ceremony, which that is kind of exciting. I got the vows in front of me. I did a little proofread a couple times. I read through it a couple times, so I'm not tripping over the words. As I said, you know, it's always reading in public and speaking in public, even though I've done it a lot and a lot of people ask me to do it for them. I'm very uncomfortable with that. And I think part of being uncomfortable, and that's what I, I incorporate the uncomfortability of speaking in public into my attitude so I get an added jolt so I'm not bored up there. I have that extra oomph. When you slightly, you control the fire and the fire is nervousness. And you don't let it cloud you while you're doing it. You say, what is my point here today? Why am I doing this? So for the wedding, I'm going to be reading this thing. I'm going to be doing it. I'm going to try to do it in a comfortable, offhand manner. When you're reading, you want to be reading, but you don't want to be look like you're just focusing on it. You want to be thinking about the... You want to look as if you're comprehending the words, not reciting. And you're taking in the heart. Because you're going to, I'm going to be present at one of the most important days of their lives. I always include birth, their birthdays, the first time they have sex, and when they die. Marriage is very is way up there. So I'm going, I'm going to be participant in that, and that's very exciting. And I get compensated for that. And for not really having done much with these people other than commit to be there and print out this thing and talk to them, I have, you know, I, I'm going to have, make an impact on their lives. And that's exciting. That is exciting. So as I said today, I, I bought my ticket. I went online. I bought my ticket. I, uh, pay, I picked a seat. Hopefully, it's going to keep me in that seat because they, they say you can't pick the seat. But I did it on LOT. So they, I did it on their airline uh, website. So I think I should have the seat. So we should have a comfortable seat going over there. I know one of the flight attendants is going to be on the plane. That'll be nice. Okay, so that just changed the whole thing. It changed the thing, what I have to do and prepare. But that's just a small thing. So we're finished talking about how to change that boredom. Just 
tweak it. Tweak your focus. Tweak your attitude. Tweak your goals. I mean, if your goal at the end of the day is just, I just want to get through this. That's not a high bar. Set your bar a little higher. I want to feel as if I did a good job today. I may go in and say, I'm going to try to be hit high in all those marks doing all these things. Now, I'm not going to be able to be work hard and be perfect at everything I do, but I can endeavor to do a good job. And that will give me contentment at the end of the day. That I brought contentment to someone else's life. It's a wonderful goal. You can try it or not try it. But that the, all these things kind of work. And there's other tactics. I know there are. There's you know, telling yourself is changing your image, the way you feel about yourself, and things like that. There's people that have tough lives out there all over, and they grow up under horrible situations, and they make life happen. They make life happen. And a lot of us, I'm going to talk about myself. There's some adversity in my life. It's not full of adversity. I actually have a very pleasant life. I'm very fortunate. If I ever complain about something, I should just be turning around and say, hey, shut the fuck up. You got a pretty good life. You got people who love you. You got a, you got, uh, a wonderful family. You, you live in a wonderful place. You're surrounded by wonderful people. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. But you just have wonderful circumstances. Your body is still responding as a normal human being should respond, meaning you're healthy. You're not going anywhere anytime soon. So this is just me. And, you know, you're not... You're reasonably happy. You're reasonably healthy. You're you're very healthy, matter of fact. I mean, you're living at one of the most fortunate times in history. Yes, there are dangers out there. There's climate change. There's war, nuclear war. Economic problems, this, that. But it's not going to stop me from sucking air right now. To do it, you know, there could be there could be uh, uh, one of the reasons why I didn't want to go to Poland was I was concerned. What if I'm away and a tropical storm develops and there's no one here to put up the shutters? Well, I can have someone put up the shutters and stuff like that, no problem. Well, how my dog's going to feel? Well, I'll tell you, the dog, the first day or two, it's going to get, um, it's going to be kind of sad, and then after that, for the next twelve days. It's just going to look forward to the person that's going to be coming down to visit and lend them out. And then I'll have to go and earn the trust of the dog again. Well, I think she'll be all right. Who knows? But I, I was using all these things that bothered me as a thing not to go to Poland. And I said, I got to go to Poland. What, hap- what happens if I hold off and I go to ne- wait till next year and I don't get, next year does not happen for me? People do this all the time. Forego pleasure and their goals just in case. 
So I would suggest, and people have done this since the pandemic, 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 <laughs> pandemic. I think that the pandemic is when all, all the stripper poles uh, disappear, and the girls just have to twirl around without any poles to go down. So that's a pandemic. No pandemic. When people started coming out, they all started, you know, vacationing and stuff like that. And we're starting, to, we're starting to see that down here where the vacationers are kind of spreading out, going different places, you know, as everything opens up. And the fresh perspective I have with having bought my ticket to Poland, knowing that I have to go and get ready, do, you know, I have, I went and quickly got my, you know, made sure I had my passport, I had my international driver's license, I had my vaccine card. I did get the vaccine, so I have my card. And then I'm hoping, hey, listen, I could get on the plane when I get off, things could change and say, hey, listen, sorry, you're going to have to quarantine. I'll be like, what the fuck? I got to quarantine now. That'll suck. And there's heat waves going on over Poland now, too. Hopefully that's all settled then. But while I'm away, I want to make sure on a separate note, I'm going to be doing, uh, I'll be doing the shows from Poland. What I'll do is I'll bring my, I'll bring this with me. I don't know if, I guess we could chat. If I can line up a chat with someone on, oh, I'm not live right now, but I'll do a live one from wherever I have Wi-Fi. Do it from a bar to a headphone. See how it works out. We'll do on site. I can't, can't bring the whole thing. I can probably probably bring one of my, I got to look for my microphone, the one that I brought the last time to Poland. It folds up. It looks like a silver, big, huge silver elephant capsule, meaning if the elephant had a silver suppository they had to shove up an elephant's ass, it would be this size. Yeah. It's about six inches long, and it looks like a big capsule, but the legs fold up into it, and you fold it down. It's, it's a microphone. It looks, yeah, it looks like a silver butt plug, and that's when the last time I went to Poland, the guy looked in my, you know, he's looking through the x-ray, and he says, what is that? And I go, that's a microphone. He goes, show me, and I took it out and showed it to him, and he was very disappointed. Because he wanted to say, you disgusting American with your metal butt plug. No. Not me. Not me, officer. So, I'm looking forward to that. We'll be talking about that later. I'm hoping um, that I'll be able to do extra shows. I'm not probably not going to finish. Let me see. I got two more weeks. I got 12. This is episode 479. So, I'll do I'll do 500 show be sometime in August, right around my birthday. And uh, if you do like the show, do me a favor, share it with your friends, share it with your family. I do appreciate you for listening from all over, all over. And uh, for some reason, I really do appreciate it, but um, I do not... If you, if you have any questions, send your questions to jim at keysbartender.com. That's my email address. That's what I get directly. There's no one that fields my emails. 
you have any questions when I'm, a, when I'm away, I'm going to be going away. But if not, next week. Okay? I'll be doing my shows next week, getting ready. But send me the questions. But also, like us on Facebook, Instagram. Um, send it. Tell me you're a listener. Uh, if, if you have one of those questionable profiles. If you have a profile which just has three pictures and all brand new and you're, it's just a pretty girl in a bathing suit and stuff like that, you, sure, I'll accept you, but I'll, I'll also think that it's not a girl and it's a phony profile. Okay? I get those all the time, but you know it's funny? I don't get, they don't, they, they, they'll send a question, how are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. Do you listen to a podcast? And they stop talking to me. It's not that I'm trying to get new listeners and all that. I'm just trying to focus. Is this the reason why you contacted me? Because I'm a podcaster. Well, that'll be it for today. We have done a little over 33 minutes. I'd like to thank you for listening. Have a great day. And I will probably be back tomorrow. Oh, no, I got to do a wedding tomorrow. Maybe we won't. Maybe we won't. I'll do a wedding. It's going to be at Playa Largo. It's not, it's not public. but And I won't tell you the time. But I'll, t- I'll talk about it afterwards, perhaps. I certainly, I'm sure I will. If I remember, so perhaps if I remember. Uh, thank you very much and have a wonderful day. Let's play this music. <laughs>